ambassadors we welcome you on behalf of our leaders i don't know if you guys anticipated us uh, i'm sorry leaders on behalf of dr larry uh, our senior pastor um, i don't know if you guys anticipated us being here but we are going to continue in the same vein of fighting for the family and a few weeks back uh, elder alicia and i have the opportunity to minister in this area and we are going to continue right on in talking about feminism making sure that we're uprooting any of those isms, not just feminism, but all of them. Um, and so we are going going to go ahead and jump right on in. Did you want to say anything? Nope. Nope. I'm just blessed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> thankful, thankful to, and I just want to say shalom to all of you. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll get right into get into the word. So, um, you know, we, we left off, uh, Tori and I, we went in there swinging and cutting and, and, and slicing. And, uh, and we're gonna continue doing that because you know it is our pleasure to represent our king. Right. And so the ideas that we are sharing with you, this isn't something that we just right. conjured up or just thought about and said, oh yeah, that's gonna sound good, that's gonna sound right. good. Like the goal isn't to please people, the goal is to please our king and to represent his ideas and his culture. And the issue that we see oftentimes is that in this world's culture, you know, we try to bring the world's culture into kingdom culture and it doesn't work like that. And so this is especially why it's important to, uh, for us to study the word even as relates to who am I? Who is my identity? What am I here to do? Um, and make sure that those things are being, uh, are being uh, revealed here in the earth. So we can go ahead and we're going to start off with some statistics and uh, kind of thinking about where we have come from. Because, you know, as Tori was saying before we, got, before we started, we always have to look at the source. We always have to look at history. The past is never really the past because it really reveals uh, where we are and where we're going. So we must understand the source, where we've come from, and history is extremely important. So did you want to go over some of these? Yeah, so let's take a look at some of these slides. From 1970 to 2019, the proportion of women ages 25 to 64 in the labor workforce who held a college degree quadrupled, whereas the proportion of men with college degree a little, a little more with a college degree a little more than doubled over that time. Since 1970, women have become more likely to work full-time and year-round. Also, women with children have increased their participation in the labor force considerably. 15 minutes, 15, go ahead. Yeah, I, okay. I, I hate to interject, fine, but one thing I just wanted to uh, pull out of there is that you know, because what we're talking about here is how has feminism impacted the family? Right. And when we're speaking about feminism, what are we talking about? We're really talking about this culture that has put women on a pedestal and out of position and are portraying them as leaders and of the family as the source when we are not the source. All right. So, um, you know, one of the things that has become popularized or that these stats are showing is that you know, now more than ever, more women are contributing to the workforce, more women um, have all these degrees, you know, for even at higher rates than men. However, that alone is not saving the family. So just by, uh, you know, increasing in income or just by you having a degree, that is not what 
uh, the Father is looking for. As a matter of fact, as it relates to heaven, he's not going to say, oh, yeah, uh, you got a PhD and you got this and you got that. Yep, call right in. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not what's important. So as it relates to uh, the family, we must uh, understand our purpose, our design, our position. And that is what we, we need to focus on, not being out of position. Right. And especially feminism, this feministic agenda has really tricked and deceived many women into thinking that, well, if I'm making money, if I can bring this much money in and I'm helping my family, but what is taking you out of position and many women, y'all make $3 more than y'all husband. And yeah, all of a sudden he's not enough for you. All of a sudden you have set these demands in place for him. When in reality, you are the one that has gotten out of position. See the, even if you do make a million more dollars than your husband, you still have a responsibility to make sure that you are in position and operating as that support and I don't want to get too far ahead because I know that support is something that we are going to uh deal with um so yeah yeah so let's let's pick back up here so we've talked about how um you know hey we got the money now yep. we got the jobs we got the positions we got the degrees but how has it impacted the family if that was the answer then you would think right. that we would see um things decreasing as it relates to poverty however 15 million children in the united states live in poverty that's one in five over 20 percent of children are living in poverty also the average reading and math scores for school-aged children are significantly lower than in 1973 in 19 that 1970 era that's a, a really significant era because a lot of things shifted in our uh just even in the fiber of families and what families look like right because back in the 60s it was more common to have two-parent households but now it's almost flip-flopped as far as those stats, as far as how many are just single, uh, led by single mothers. Mm -hmm. um, so at any rate, so it's impacting our children's education. They're in poverty. And then also it's impacting uh, marriages. So in numbers, married women were twice as likely to be divorced in the three years after promotion compared to men. So let's think about that. What is that saying, right? That the more that the woman uh, increases and focuses on her job, focuses on her career, is it helping the family or is it hurting the family? Put me in, coach. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and one thing that these stats are showing us is that scripture tells us, you know, show me the condition of my heart. Well, even these statistics will tell you right here that a lot of women, your job is more important to you. You say that you value your family. You say that you love your children and you want to be there for them. But if you are only throwing money at them, money at them, you're not being what you need to be for them. How many children do we that are come from rich and well-off families but the parents are working all the time and the children are miserable how many children have said that you know i wish my dad would have been here i wish my mom would have been here so that shows you that yes scripture tells us that money is the answer to all um for the love of money is the uh the yes thank you is the root of evil so money isn't a bad thing yes you need money to survive i'm not telling you to go quit your jobs and and stay at home if you if you can't feed them then that's not helping either but what I'm saying is that you have to make sure that that job, that money isn't more important. That's not that's not what you were designed to do. If you are your if you are a married woman, mother, wife, mother, that's your husband's responsibility. 
and he has the responsibility to make sure that he's drawing from his source so all you have to do is operate it's so it's simple i won't say easy but it's simple so yeah yes and isn't that something how it always does come back to money like yeah. who would have thought that feminism if we were to say that it connects to the dollar but it really does right. because one of the crux or one of the main agendas was the focus is money right they want to make the same amount of money they want to have the same position so we have to make sure that money is not our god right, right. so i'm so glad that you that you pulled on that okay so oh and then the last one was women help bring in more money, but statistics who uh, statistics about dual income households are spending an average of 110 to 150 minutes. That's about two hours, a little over two hours with their children and family. So again, who's your God? Who do you serve? Who do you acknowledge as owner? Because um, is it the job? The elder tour is just saying or are we in position so that we can be there for our family right and just a real quick example of that you know i and i worked i had i had a lot of jobs actually um but a while ago the father started dealing with me to quit my job and i left it and when i left my job uh, many of things opened up for us but i had to make that decision not just in my actions but in my mind that i was going to position myself and the father honored that so we yes i left my job i left my job quite a few years ago and we haven't missed anything if anything there's been increase everywhere so definitely making sure that you like elder alicia was saying making sure that that money isn't isn't your god because when the money leaves then what right no well, that's right all right, so let's look at this. How has feminism changed the culture? And we kind of were just talking about that, um, but how has feminism changed the culture? So the first one is the support system is out of position. Women are taking on the role as being the source. And you know what? It's, it's interesting because I'm even thinking about history as far as the war. And we kind of talked about this uh, in the past how you know there was a time when uh during even the vietnam war and just there have been all these things in history are times where men have been out of position right and so because those men were absent then the women said you know what we got to pick up the slack let's fill those shoes let's fill that position and that was never the intent of the father in fact <laughs> who started the war in the first place right what was the what was the intent what was the motive what was the agenda so by us uh and, and that's to speak to any women who there may not be uh, a father with vision that you're connected you may be unmarried you may be preparing for marriage divorce whatever it is that does not give you the right to try to fill both positions we must stay in our position and understand our design right and to, and to be honest you can't feel the role of a man you can't you can't teach though you as a woman you cannot be a father to your son and to your daughter so stop okay let me work on my delivery so <laughs> make sure you are reminding yourself of who you are your femininity is you you're feminine for a reason and you can't those fathers have a role i'm not discounting fathers at all are saying that mothers who have single mothers i'm not knocking it at all but also just remind yourself of who you are you weren't designed to teach this man how to be a man but you still can teach him kingdom 
precepts and concepts. So let's get into this. The support system is out of position. And so Elder Alicia has um, mentioned it, but the thing is, is that yes, you are designed to support. See your father or husband, he casts the vision and you have everything you need in you to make that vision come forth. So if we look in scripture, um, we don't have it in here, but I'll mention it. Matzah is a nigad. That is, that's the woman's name. And it's so important to make sure that See, we're not just saying Masa is Nigad to be deep or to sound good. See, the thing is names reveal purpose and destiny. Yeah. So you have to know your name. You must know the uh, the meaning of Masa is Nigad because the world has come out with this term modern woman. And many women are attaching themselves to it. They are gladly presenting themselves as a modern woman. But what's happening, see, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> The enemy is very slick and he's very deceptive. He displayed that in the very beginning, but he's still doing it. The thing is, if you attach yourself to terms, see terms are so important. And if you are attaching yourself to modern woman, you are buying into that. You are allowing those ideas and concepts to come in, but what you're doing at the same time, if you had any kingdom in you, you just uprooted that out because you accepted the idea of a modern woman. Yes. And that modern woman is telling you exactly what you're supposed to do. And I don't want to say you're being dumb, but you're kind of being dumb by not checking it. You're kind of just receiving and never checking that. Go ahead if you want yes, to. Yes. No, I'm so glad you touched on that because as Tori was saying, you know, we often talk about the importance of making the exchange, right? right. And our belief system. So it works both ways, just as you noted. So whatever ideas you agree with calling yourself, yeah, I'm a boss. Yeah, I'm uh, uh what else they, what else they be saying? Independent yeah. is all I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, independent, yeah. right, right. So, but as kingdom ambassadors, we're to be interdependent. Right. You don't hear people saying, I'm interdependent. I love to rely on my husband. Right. I love to be a submissive wife. In fact, there's this song, <laughs> there's this song that my husband uh, shared with me. It, um, it's by uh, what they call a Christian rapper, and it's called Feminine, Not oh, Feminist. Yeah. And I was listening to that song. I was like, you know what? He got a point. <laughs> and he was basically saying how, you know, Jezebel's ain't going to like this song because you should be feminine, not a feminist. So at any rate, uh, thank you for, for bringing that out. So let's look back here. Um, it says women are comfortable leading their families and men are silent or absent. Women are comfortable leading their families and men are silent or absent. And so, again, it goes back to, okay, let's say that man isn't in position. Are you connected to a pastor? Are you, who are you submitted to? We should always be covered. That is our design. You know, and, and we're going to look at that scripture uh, later on. But even men, you should be covering your wife. You should be uh, covering, uh, first of all, submitted to Elohim. Right. And then as you are submitted and then the wife submits to the husband. So that's the order of the father. It should not be changed. We don't have to come up with a, a, another idea um, and focusing on, you know, another another uh, deceptive, deceptive trick of the enemy is getting us to focus on our ability and thinking, oh, I can do that better than him. I can, you know, I can I can do that. I know how to do that. And instead of assisting now you got that takeover spirit, and that's not what we want to do. 
Right. And I really want to mention it from scripture. I don't have to go to it, but um, about that support and how powerful you are when you operate as support. If you look in Shemoth and y'all have to go to it, it's uh, chapter four, 19 through 16. But Moshe was already he had basically he had asked Jeffro if he could return back to his um, to where he was from. And so if you read it, it says that Elohim had he was about to kill Moshe. He was about to take him out. But his wife, she had knowledge. She has wisdom. She uh, knew she knew the laws. And so what she ended up doing was she cut the foreskin and she put it on the bottom of Moshe's foot and it saved him now that and the reason why I bring that out is because as she operated as support for one if you are a wife mother you got to know your husband's vision when he cast that vision you have to understand it. it's not enough just to oh well this is what he want to do and how do I know that because I did it but uh you have to make sure that you understand it that you agree with it and that you're also seeking the father because how did Zipporah know to do that how did she know and, and what did she do? Because Moshe, yes, he was mm, trying to slow down. He had purpose. He was operating. He was a shepherd. He was leading people, but he still needed that support to help him. He still need, and, and this also shows you that the father is not a respected person. So just because you're in leadership, it doesn't mean you're about to get away with a whole bunch of stuff. It doesn't mean you can live a hellish lifestyle and say, oh, oh, I'm a leader. No, if he would have killed Moses, he would have killed you. He'll kill you too. So, well, let me. I'm working on that delivery, yes. y'all. I promise not. Oh, no, yeah. That's good. That <laughs> speaks to that interdependence, mm -hmm. right? That we do need each other. And also, when we are in our position, that even if, let's say, there is a misstep of that father, that leader, that covering, that we need to stay, that's, it's even more important for us to right. stay in position, right? So, absolutely. So, let's and look. Just, oh, I just want to, real quick, and just even in, if you go back and listen to the teachings on YouTube because the Ezer has been dealt with, but that Ezer has a yen in it, and that means vision. You see, and many times, even if you go back to the beginning, who did the old serpent approach first? He approached the woman. And that's the issue that many women are having now. Instead of telling your husband what's going on, you're trying to deal with the enemy yourself. And, and I'm not saying that as a woman, like you can't speak to things, you can't do anything. I'm not saying any of that. Yes, you do have dominion and things of such, but also at the end of the day, your husband is the senior leader. He's responsible. So you need to communicate with him, Nigat, communication. So it's all tying together, but also you gotta, you, you must know who you are. Yes, yes. yes. Mishley 29 and 18 says, okay. where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is the one who keeps the law. So there it is again. We were just talking about that again, that vision. And we know through studying that that vision is really talking about where there is no father with vision, where there is no source. The people are what? Unrestrained. So us being women, we have to make sure that we are not sanctioning lawlessness. Right? right? People unrestrained that anything goes or even stopping or hindering, you know, I'm thinking about my husband and how, um, you know, when he's dealing with our children, I don't get in the way of that because that would be uh, allowing that lawlessness and that unrestraint to take place. We need those fathers with vision in position. So women, we have to make sure that we do not allow our nurturing and, uh, you know, our, it is our desire to uh, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm even thinking about mothers who um, uh, may have had a child who 
uh, may be living an alternate lifestyle or doing whatever. And it's, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. No, it's not okay. You're allowing their uh, destruction to enter their life. That's why that father needs to stand up. But if you're always shutting him up, then you're shutting out the Holy Spirit. And we want to never, my God, forgive us for times where we have shut out the Holy Spirit and told you no. Now, who am I to tell the father no? But that's what we're doing when we are shutting down or talking down to uh, a husband, a father, a pastor even, mm -hmm. right? Are you submitted to your pastor? What about when he um, corrects, right? When, when we're rejecting that, we are allowing lawlessness to come in. Yes, and I love that you said that because there are many men who are operating and standing in position, but a lot of y'all women, y'all out of position, that's why he can't operate and y'all want to have that conversation because many women, especially in this culture that we live in now, women have no accountability. Women can do no wrong. Women, everything a woman does is right, and that's why you're messing up now. That's why you're wrong now because when you're, like Elder Alicia mentioned, your pastor, your covering your pastor, your pastor corrects you and you lead the ministry. You go somewhere else because you don't want someone to, to correct you. And that could even go back because you didn't have a father that was operating or you saw your mother getting out of position. And because I'm think I'm remembering, um, that that Mata Iza Nigat that your doorway like that access for the you support the word as Elder Alicia was just saying she doesn't override her husband when he's correcting the children and what that she's being a perfect example of support because they'll, they'll those children will quickly realize well if this is what dad said I can't go talk to mom yeah. and if you do it most likely I'm gonna whoop you too, and dad probably gonna get you. So yeah, so you're right. but you're supporting. Right? Yes, absolutely. That's the order of Elohim. That's how it's supposed to be. That we support. That I'm the support of him, and that the kids can't come through the back door and get done through me. That's right. right. So let's look at Corinthians Olive uh, eleven, looking at this order, and it reads: But I want you to realize that the head of every man is the Messiah. And the head of the woman is man. And the head of the Messiah is Elohim. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. But every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. It is the same as having her head shaved. And so I want to deal with that part where it talks about um, every man praying, uh, prophesying with his head covered. Because you have some people who... Um, don't allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on the word and give us illumination. And so they interpret that as meaning they have to have a little cap on their head, right? Uh, and then women, or, or excuse me, they, can't, they need to remove that. And women have to have a covering or a veil over their head. That's not what it's talking about. It's dealing with submission. So even men, again, this speaks to why you have to be in position, why you cannot allow, just like Adam did in the beginning, see where it talks about every man praying or prophesying with his head covered. When Adam submitted to the teaching that Ahava brought to him, right. that's the mistake that he was making. He was now coming under her teaching, under her, what she wanted to do and what she wanted to accomplish. And so as ambassadors or as men, you are never supposed to do that, right? You are supposed, now that's not saying we should not, you should not listen to a wife, a woman, a mother. However, you are not to uh, come under 
her subjection or her submission, we are to be submitted to Elohim, and she should be under yours. See, those men who just say, oh, whatever you want, I'm just, what is it saying? Uh, happy wife, happy, happy wife. wife, happy life, right? I'm just here to make my wife happy. That is a trick of the enemy. Right. That's a trick of the enemy. Right. And so, and even looking at this, you see that as a man who's in position, you're, when your wife brings something to you, you're filtering that. See, at the end of the day, you have to make that final decision. And there are many times where I say, well, maybe DJ, da, 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 da. and sometimes he'll say, okay. And sometimes he'll say no. But even when you get that, no, I can't go off and get my feelings hurt or I can't go. I still have to submit even when I don't like the decision or even if I he's saying we're gonna do this and I'm like well I don't know if it's a good idea if he says we're going in this direction we're going in that direction and we're gonna deal with the consequences together whether they're good or bad and many times women if as soon as your husband don't agree with you then you're not talking to him for three days girl you out of order like oh. get I'm sorry <laughs> go ahead go ahead uh -huh. You're out of order. That's just it. That's just it. And you know, there has I, I'm just so thankful to understand that now because there was a time where I would like if there was something and I knew I'm like, uh-uh, that's not it. I know this is not this is not you know the right thing or the right plan or whatever. And so I'm I, I'm, I'm <laughs> y'all don't know what's in my head. Let me explain what I just did. <laughs> so what I'm envisioning, I'm thinking about oxen. Right. And how uh, they would have a yoke on them, which is something that would uh, be around their neck. Right. And it makes it harder to pull. If I'm pulling this way and you pulling that way, then what? We are just uh, stagnant. Right. It's making things harder versus even if, you know, the uh, the way is this way, but I'm, I'm still submitted to Elohim. Now, that's not to say I'm going to. Uh, act in unrighteousness. I mean, think about uh, Moses, uh, Moshe's wife, just as Elder Tori was talking about a minute ago, right? Like Moshe was going one way. Mm -hmm. She didn't go and say, hey, you don't need to do that. She wasn't combative, but she was submitted to the father and right. he directed her. He showed her what to do, right? So we don't oppose our husbands, even when there is a, a disagreement, we are still interdependent. We are still uh supporting right and that makes the difference and even in that as she mentioned brought that example back up there was still unity see yeah. if she didn't know moshe's vision if she wasn't aware if she wasn't before the father she couldn't have done that and so yeah you can keep going yeah. yes yeah. unity there it is because that's what's important so even when there may be a disagreement I'm not going to break unity. Right. I'm not going to break fellowship. I'm not going to, well, he said it this way, but I know it needs to be done this way. So I'm just going to override right. and get out of position. Now you're out of position. Mm -hmm. So in those moments, that's when it's even more important for us to remain in position. And I'm even thinking about that scripture that talks about uh, men that they're able to be changed because their wife right. is holy. Their wife is reverently honoring the father and it's through influence that they are able to change it's through influence that they're able to even be saved because you got some fathers or some husbands who they say <laughs> they aren't saved they may think they may confess but in act or in deed they have walked away so that's why it's even more important for us to remain in position not get in his spot 
but stay in ours. Right. And just look, even as we look at this, look how powerful your influence is. See, your influence, see, that's what and you were designed to influence. You were designed to, um, hmm. Even as we think about Matzah, and, it, and it, it aligns, I promise. Uh, even as we think about Matzah Izaniga, see, the reason why she's uh, in front in front facing, because she can hold that attention of her husband. And I don't mean in just a sexual matter, but also as they operate, as they do things, as they, oh, I'm trying to think how to word it. But yes, how they how they operate, that unity, you can, you're, you were designed for that. And that's the reason why many women are, desiring attention from other men why you post a picture on facebook and you get a million likes because you ain't got no clothes on but you were designed to do that you were designed to hold and hold the attention of a man but if you are and, and and really we have to just think about that many women are taught that that's great that if if a bunch of men look at you like that's a good thing and some husbands they enjoy that you wrong too so go get taught um so that's right that's right but no and to, to circle back to that point is that a lot of the design that we have a lot of the being able to hold that attention being and making sure that we're not breaking the unity it matters it yes. matters it's a you're let, just go ahead <laughs> no you yeah it, I can I I'm just so thankful you're in there tour you're in there so let's look at uh can keep where uh we're gonna pick up where it's talking about every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonest her head right. so again that's speaking to that oh so you you're just gonna do it anyway right right you're just gonna get it done because you want to make sure that uh it gets done well the father's saying don't come to me if you're not submitted to your husband mm -hmm. don't come to me if you are not in your proper position, because actually you're bringing dishonor. And it says it is the same as if having her head shaved, which is dishonorable, right? It is not becoming, it is not uh, in the design of us to have our heads shaved. Right. Yep, so let's continue. So it says a man ought not to cover his head since he is the image and glory of Elohim, but women is the glory of man. For man did not come from woman, but woman from man. Uh-oh, we're about to make somebody mad. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. So you mean to tell me that I was made for man? That's what the scripture said. I didn't say that, right? It said, it is for this reason that a woman ought to have authority over her own head because of the angels. So again, this part, people may misinterpret that. Think about the, the malachs right? The messengers. The father, he, they weren't made, uh, or excuse me, the angels didn't make Elohim. Right. The father made them. He, they are uh, to carry out his agenda. So it's the same way that, you know, those Malachs, they have a purpose. They know they remain in their position. And when they did not remain in their position, what happened? They got kicked out of heaven because it cannot be two visions mm -hmm. in one place. So that's the same thing in the family as it relates to us as women. That's why it kind of makes that analogy that we are to remain in position and to remain, uh, make sure that we have the same vision. So it reads, nevertheless, in Yahweh, woman is not independent of man, nor man is man independent of woman. For as woman came from man, so also man is born of woman. 
but everything comes from Elohim. So there's that concept of interdependence. Mm -hmm. All right, so now let's continue in looking at the order. Let's look at uh, Timotheus Olive 2, and it reads, I also want the women to dress modestly with decency and propriety. Pause. We need to pause right there. We need to pause right there because as, as Elder Tory just said, we got some men even who think that it's okay and they want their women to be, uh, to show that they fine and, 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 you know, got the hips and dips and all the things. They're okay with, oh, well, let's go on date night. Put on this, you know, this sexy revealing dress. And it's like, <laughs> thumbs down. My husband put a thumbs down. Um, and so, you know, Save that for the bedroom. Right. Everybody don't want to see that. Right? Everyone shouldn't see that. So modesty is still right. Being holy and set apart is still right. With decency and propriety, the scripture says, adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship Elohim. So what is that saying? That if I am not modest in my dress, right, then I couldn't be uh, a, a woman who is appropriately professing my love for Elohim. Because you got podcasters and influencers and people out here now who, well, they say, but even as you're talking about your love for Elohim, your body is saying something else. Right. So we want to make sure that we're not sending a mixed message. And I'm going to add this, see-through is not modest. Many times people are, especially now, they're wearing stuff. It may come up to your neck and down to your ankles, but if you can see through it, it's still not modesty. And, and, and it's not to be funny, but many people now, they don't know what true modesty is. They have accepted the ideas of the world and what they condone is being modest and wearing stuff that's super tight that show everything that's still not a form of modesty like even my husband was he was kind of laughing at me uh as i we went to a wedding this past weekend and i did i went actually i went through more than three dresses but i was like at the end of the day yes i'm going to a wedding but i'm always representing the kingdom of heaven and the thing is is that people see your outside before they see your inside and so you have to if you like elder alicia was saying if you saying you say but you showing everything you may want to check that or if you go out of town you're on the beach and you wearing strings but you say because i know i'm not the only one when i see your pictures on facebook i'm like you say you say for real you may want to check that because there's no way that as a woman who's desiring to be holy that you're going to be comfortable wearing something that directly goes against what scripture says you're not going to be comfortable not being modest you're not going to be comfortable showing everything that you got and to be honest and i know Elder alicia can attest to this it gets hard to find clothes it Ooh, does really? but are you gonna stand I, and i know at one point i was just throwing stuff away i was like i just wear the same thing every day like it, it, it don't even matter uniform i got some <laughs> uniform that's why i call them a uniform yeah that's right especially being tall i'm like my goodness so yeah right. so thank you for saying that and and as you you were sharing it reminded me of a time where i went to the beach uh with uh another couple and they were like uh the girl was like um aren't you gonna take your your pants off and I'm like, why would I do that? <laughs> nope, I'm not. <laughs> Actually, I'm not. I, I, you know, even though I'm at the beach, I have a bathing suit under my clothes. Who said that you got to wear a two-piece to the beach? Right. Who said that? Right? So, so no, actually, I'm not. All right, so <laughs> let's continue. A woman should learn 
in quietness and full submission. Uh-oh. Somebody about to get mad. A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. What you mean, Elder Tori? I do not permit a woman to teach or assume authority over a man. She must be quiet. See, there it is. Shut up and sit down. And, and some of you are thinking, well, if that's the case, why are y'all up there teaching right now? I mean, what you know, what how how is that okay? How is that possible? Because we covered. Nah, oh, come. She said, okay, you about to get me too excited. She said, because we covered. That's right. So, anyways, um, where was I? Actually, before I before I do deal with that though, again, um, because you do have a doctrine out here that says women can't teach. Right. Women must shut up and be quiet. And what is that talking about, though? We need knowledge. Mm -hmm. We need Holy Spirit to really deal. Because if that was the case, then what are you to say about those women who were sanctioned in Scripture, who were teaching, who were um, 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 not evangelists, but uh, emissaries? There it is. Who were emissaries. So look into Priscilla, into Tabitha or Dorcas. Look into these women, to the boy who was in leadership, a judge, right? Look at the scripture and it'll show you that that's not what it's talking about, right? But again, you know, I'm going back to the beginning, right? Where uh, Hava, she stepped out of position and that is what the scripture is talking about, not assuming authority over a man. And just real quick, what I wanted to add is in many times the scripture that people use to say that women can't teach, women can't do that. Well, you got to get knowledge because that was a response that Shayo was responding to. So it's not that women can't teach. Uh, and, and if you're an ambassador, everybody has a responsibility to teach. So definitely make sure that you have like elder alicia mentioned earlier you got to have the spirit teaching you as well it's not enough because it's it's stuff in in the bible that's translated wrong it's the i won't just say translated wrong but just flat out wrong so it's not enough to just look at the words on the page and oh i'm gonna live by that so yeah, yeah. so let's let's look at what does it mean to submit you can go to slide eight what does it mean to submit so submission in the hebrew and we're uh we're actually pulling it from that scripture that talks about wives submit to your husband it is spelled sheen lamed het sheen lamed het and so we know that that word shin or sheen is uh is dealing with provider of peace and protection and it also means to consume or to destroy lamed is dealing with government or authority or control to learn or study or a shepherd. And then het is dealing with separation, cutting off from, or protection. I'm glad for that border of protection. I'm glad that as a wife, as I'm submitting to the authority of my husband, as I'm submitting to Elohim. See, submission is not just for women. Right. Submission right. and understanding this concept is for everyone, is for all ambassadors. Uh, in fact, you know, I'm even thinking about uh, the scripture talks about how can you say you love me who you have not seen if you are hating on your brothers? Well, that also applies to submission. How can you say that you can submit to Elohim, but yet, you know, nobody can't tell you nothing. Right. Nobody can't teach you or correct you. So this uh, Hebrew word, when we're looking at it, it's dealing with to be consumed with the authority or destroying that authority that I am not in that head position, right? I allow the father to be in that head position. I allow my husband to be in leadership. So that authority 
needs to be uh, destroyed. I want to be governed and controlled by the authority of Elohim and not by my own merit or my own authority. Right. And even as I think about Yeshua, Yeshua lived a lifestyle of submission. Who is he submitted to? The Father. He said, I came not to do my will, but the will of the Father. So there is, uh, as you said, Elder Alicia, it's not just for women. And many people think that submission is such this bad word, but many times y'all don't even realize y'all are so submitted at your jobs. Like, your boss come in and say, you working this weekend. Guess what? You working this weekend. And you 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 don't have bad attitude you may you may have a little bit of that bad attitude but you go in there and you get their work done and you are proud to present it to them on monday so submission is not a bad thing we just have to understand what it is and and honestly submission is very it's extremely extremely powerful so yes absolutely man that was good yeshua himself who is elohim in the flesh was submissive so there is power in submission. Let's look at Colossians or Colossians 3. It says, wives, submit to your husbands as it is fitting in Yahweh. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. So we're going to deal with, with that part too because submission does not mean abusive, right. right? And just because, you know, I'm submitted to my husband, that does not give him the right to just trample over me or just, uh, you know, power me down. Like, that's not how, how it looks or how it works. Um, so when it talks about husband loving your wives, first of all, the scripture also says that a husband, first you have to uh, love yourself. Right. And you cannot uh, appropriately love your wife if you are, if you don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. And also if you do not have a relationship with the father who will teach you how to care for your wife, how to attend to her. Because the thing is, we're made differently. Right. See, uh, and actually I'm thinking about the other scripture that talks about women being the weaker vessel in uh, K for Olive. See, some people even get offended by that. A weaker vessel? What you mean? I'm weak? Well, it didn't say weak, but it did say weaker. Right. And come on and just be have some common sense. Like, if I was to try to do a, a what do you call it, an arm competition, my husband should and will <laughs> beat me every time. But you got these uh, G.I. James out here, you know, thank you thanks to culture and movies who show these women beating men up, it's not humanly right. possible. It's not even likely. Like even design and creation, our bodies are not made to withstand the same pressure, the same. I'm, I'm very glad that my husband goes off to the uh, projects and does that manual labor. I'm not trying to be out there all day, okay? I get hot and I'm be about to pass out, right? Like I am, I, I proudly uh, am glad to remain in my position. So we, we even want to make sure that we are not rejecting our design, trying to overhelp or trying to prove our strength or that I can do it too. That's out of order. Right. And I definitely, as you talked about so much on, okay. Um, I'm reminded of how you mentioned that submission is not abuse. Well, Scripture also says they don't want to mention this scripture where it says that how a man should treat his wife or the father won't won't respond to your prayers. So you have to make sure it's it's all integrated. It's all uh, yes, it's all integrated. And that submission, if your father father husband is operating, why don't you want to submit? Why don't you want to be in that position? See, as she broke down submission um, from the Hebrew. 
I want that protection. I want yeah. that covering because I understand that my father's source, he sees something that I don't. He's looking at bigger picture and though I may be focused on the minor details, he's going somewhere. He has, like I say, he knows something that I may not. And many times I just need to submit and that's it. That's it. So that the unity can continue to operate. And that's the thing, especially in a marriage covenant, you want to keep that unity because anytime you break unity and you allow that division to come in, guess what's coming next? Chaos. Right. Yes. Destruction. Absolutely. So failure to submit cuts off the power of unity. That's right. just what she was just dealing with. Submission is actually a strength yes. and not a weakness. So understand the power of that. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Elder Toy was just saying, the power of uh, submitting to that vision because a father with vision, he is going somewhere, right? And so by us, remaining in that position because see here's the other thing don't just submit when you agree right. right even even if you you know even if you disagree you may have a point but the time it may be wrong it may not be time for that so submit even to his vision as it relates to timing right um, I'm even thinking about you know my own life that there have been things that you know I felt like we should have done differently I'm so glad that it didn't work out like that because destruction would have been able to come in, see? But I didn't have the vision to see that because I wasn't designed to carry the vision. I'm designed to support the vision. So anytime that thing rises up, when I feel like I just need to say something or I just think we need to do it this way, I have to remind myself like, oh, wait a minute, that's not my spot. Okay, let me get back in my spot. Because see, when I played basketball, I was a center. Now, there was one time when, okay, let me not get off, when, uh, they tried to pass me the ball as a guard. I'm not a guard, right? So it didn't go well. We'll just say that. It didn't go well. All right? So play your spot. Right. And many times when, especially women are getting out of position and you're trying to play both roles, you just weren't designed for that. And I can, as you mentioned, Elder Alicia, remembering examples, I remember my husband was getting 10 chairs. I was trying to get 10 chairs too. And then when I realized, like, it's a reason he's telling me not to pick up all these chairs. It's a reason why he's telling me to to just stop. And, that, and that's okay. And I have learned over time to embrace that. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to pick up these chairs anymore like you have added so yeah absolutely so in closing um you know submission and truly knowing your place and your position is not a bad thing it's a powerful thing yes. all right so we want to make sure that we're coming under that orderly arrangement and i'm thankful for the uh the protection that that submission uh provides for us so that also includes with Spiritual leadership, you know, we, we talk a lot about uh, being married and submitting to our husbands, but it also relates or speaks to your pastor. Yes. What about your dad? You know, the scripture talks about honoring our father and our mother so that it will go well with you. But you cannot, uh, you cannot honor someone who you don't submit to, you don't respect. So we want to make sure that we have all of those things in order. Um, so thank you all so much for tuning in. We pray that something that was said uh, was a blessing to you. And we say shalom.